Welcome to Brain Wellness, the podcast. I'm your host, Mandy MP. Each episode will bring you a new topic or interview related to brain health and wellness as part of my mission to help you on the path to a healthier, happier brain. So let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Brain Wellness, the podcast. We have our guest, Paula Yolt, here today. Paula is the owner of Body Mind Food Freedom, a body mind food freedom coach, and the founder of the End Emotional Eating with Ease Method. Paula empowers women to end emotional eating. The women she works with know that it's not really about food, and they are ready to do some deeper soulful work so they can step out of this exhausting struggle and step into deeper self-love while feeling fabulous in a body just right for her live a joyous life, and having a lasting, peaceful relationship with food. Paula draws on her 20-plus years' experience of holistic health, elementary school teaching, and emotional wellness training to bring a non-judgmental openness to her coaching. Paula is trained in the Healers Program, Empowerment Chakra Tapping Mastery, EFT Tapping, and is a modern garden recipe professional. Welcome, Paula. Well, thank you so much for having me, Mandy. Mm -hmm. Looking Looking forward to this. Same. So I apologize for the the sound of my voice. I'm still getting over a respiratory infection for those listening, um, but we're going to make it through here. So uh, first of all, I like to always start off with uh, what is your story, Paula? What gets you interested in brain health as it relates to nutrition, especially? It's a great first question, Mandy. So for me, um, I was an emotional eater and I'll I'm going to, that will connect in strongly actually to brain health, but I want to first define when I say emotional eating, what that is, because it can be sort of a vague term. Either somebody clearly identifies with it or they're like, I don't really know what that is. So it includes anybody who um, deals with stress eating, overeating, nighttime snack attacks, binge eating, mindless eating, overeating or identifies as emotional eater. So I just use the term emotional eater to encompass all that. So um, when I was growing up, I think starting around sixth grade, I started stuffing down my emotions with eating food. I didn't really have any awareness that that's what I was doing, but that's what I was doing. I just didn't have the capacity or the support to deal with whatever emotions were coming my way from um, my family situation and my schooling situation and I was using food to stuff it down Mm -hmm. and as I grew up older and older it continued and it got to the point in my mid-20s and beginning of my 30s that um, it was just really I was stuffing down my emotions so much that I became depressed And I, again, I didn't use that label. I didn't know I was depressed. I just knew I was miserable emotionally. I was just putting one foot in front of the other, trying to make it through each day, not feeling joy, not feeling comfortable in my body. And because I was stuffing down my emotions with food, um, my body was getting larger and larger. And so I was also having chronic digestive issues and um, my joints were hurting It was just, and emotionally it wasn't doing well, right? So Mm -hmm. it's just like this whole conglomerate of things. And um, and then at the beginning of, yeah, my 30s, my son was born. And a few years after that, one of my friends, we were out on a walk and she was brave enough to say to me, 
she said that she was worried about me and that she um, noticed that I was seeming less and less happy and that I was putting on more and more weight and that, you know, she just took the risk because she cared about me so much. I knew I was miserable. I didn't think anybody else noticed because I was pretty good at functioning on top of it and pretending mm-hmm. I was okay. And I think that's part of brain wellness is a lot of people pretend they're okay when they're really not on the mm-hmm. inside and what goes on inside their head. And so I had huge negative mind chatter going on inside my head. People would call that anxiety, but I was like the queen of shaming myself, the queen of beating myself up and the queen of stuffing down my emotions. So I'd, I was an elementary school teacher then. I'd come home from school. I'd pick up my a spoon as quick as I got home, go right over to the freezer, pull out Ben and Jerry's. We were like best friends. Mm-hmm. And I just stand there sort of like checked out of my body and replaying the day or replaying things and beating myself up and eating one spoonful after the other, not even really conscious I was doing it until I heard clunk. And then my spoon would hit the bottom of the container Mm. and I'd I'd be like, oh no, I ate the whole thing again. And the next, and then the whole cycle started again because I was shaming myself. So around like you promised yourself you want to do this. And it was just, you know, and that part of brain wellness, like there's the physical side of brain wellness around like, how is your brain matter Mm -hmm. doing Mm -hmm. And what kinds of foods you're eating to support that or not support that. And then there's the emotional aspect of the brain. And that ties in. So what I'm talking about is emotional eating. And it ties into both. It ties into the emotional part and then the eating part. And so when my friend said that to me, I decided to be brave and honest with her instead of just pretending, continuing to pretend. So I told her she was right and I didn't want to stay stuck in this place I was in. And I said yes to me at that point. I just like was like saying yes to me. I had no clue like how I was going to change anything. I had tried different diets already. I had done talk therapy and I think talk therapy can be very useful for lots of different things. It was not serving me in this purpose of getting out of my emotional eating and improving my all over well life quality. And um, I tried the exercise thing. I tried so many different things. So I had no clue how I was going to make a change, but I knew I didn't want to stay stuck. My big motivation, Mandy, was my son. Mm. He was young. He was a toddler at this point, And I didn't want to be a mom who was joyless who was just not able to be fully present for him you know that was my big motivator Mm -hmm. in addition to my own wanting for my own self and so a few weeks later a different friend who was in the healers program and I knew just a tiny bit about it because she had talked about it had something to do with food basically was all I knew (laughs) But but there was a lot more to it she's like we need practice clients would you come And at that point, I was like, sure, I'm willing to try anything. So I went and her mentor was going around from the practice sessions to practice sessions. He knew almost nothing about me. Mm -hmm. And he, but at the same time, he could just look at me and he knew a lot about me. So he um, asked me some key questions 
he asked me like, what was year 12 like for you? And that was actually, that was actually when I started emotionally eating, right? That's sixth grade when mm-hmm. you're 12. And I was like, I don't know. It's like any other year, you know, and he just prodded me a little more. And it got to the point where I was like, okay, whatever this man knows and does, I'm in. So that was, <laughs> so that was the second part of saying yes to myself. And I enrolled in his two year healers program. He does not offer it anymore, unfortunately. Mm. Um, yeah, his name's Tom Monty. He does amazing work, but he's not offering that. And I stepped into that program for myself because I just wanted to get out of this miserable mind chatter and yeah. get out of the physical health stuff that was going on. And he held a container to push me around my capacity to feel my emotions more Mm -hmm. and to be in my body more and to be present with myself more. And I personally now years down the road realize that that has a huge part of doing with brain wellness Mm -hmm. is being able to feel our feelings, connect with them, honor them, release the ones that are keeping us stuck. And this is the part of the work that I do with my clients. It's actually a big part of the work I do with my clients. Yep, it's, it's I'd say about 80% of it is that. And then the other part that when I was in the healers program was also we made small, tiny steps and changes to what I was eating, even mm-hmm. though like in reality, compared to the standard American diet, I was actually eating pretty healthy already because my family ate pretty healthy, mm-hmm. but it was not aligned with what my body needed. Sure. And he got me off of sugar. Mm-hmm. That was, and sh- and sugar, I'm sure you know, sugar is, oh my goodness, talk about impacting brain wellness. Mm-hmm. I had no clue back then at all. Mm-hmm. And I told you I was eating a lot of ice cream, I was eating other things, cookies. Yeah. cookies. And sugar is just in so much processed foods. Absolutely. So I he, I slowly got off the sugar because it's hard. It's like quitting cigarettes. Like it's mm-hmm. hard to, hard to get off of it and going cold Turkey usually ends up in a uh, failure of getting off sugar because the truth is, is our body actually needs natural sugars like carrots. Breast milk is right is the first food um, for most babies and it has natural mm-hmm. sweetness in it. So we do need sweetness. It's just we don't need all the white refined sugar that's and other artificial sweeteners. Yeah. So once I got off sugar for a while and I did I unintentionally did a science experiment. Right. <laughs> so I got off the sugar. I was feeling a lot better. My mind chatter mostly disappeared. And at a certain point I dipped back into the sugar Mm. and my mind chatter and my anxiety and my feeling low emotionally came back Mm. really strong. And I didn't, yeah. And I didn't really quite know. And then I got off the sugar again. I don't really remember what propelled me to. And then again, at another point down the road, I was back on the sugar. And again, it happens, the negative Mm -hmm. mind chatter, the Mm -hmm. anxiety. And so I realized I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) so, you know, now I know. And occasionally, like it was this Thanksgiving in the United States, I, you know, I had a little bit of dessert that had some white sugar in it, but 
I know how much it impacts brain wellness. And so yeah. my so my clients who want to get off of it, they too will actually at certain points dip back into yeah. and self and realize, oh, you know, you kind of have to experience it to really realize it. So absolutely. And I would imagine, I mean, you're the expert on migraines, but I would imagine getting off sugar would help with reducing migraines or so much, so much, both real sugar and artificial sweeteners. Unfortunately, yeah. um, being a migrainer myself, artificial sweeteners are a trigger of mine. So mm-hmm. yeah, neither one are, are great. The natural sugars are the, definitely the way to go. Yeah, I agree. Like I can eat maple syrup and mm-hmm. honey and my body's okay. Um, yeah. Some, some people can't, everybody's different. Exactly. So that's the other component that I work on with my clients is helping them figure out which foods work well for their body or don't work well for their body. And if they yeah. don't want to go there, I don't force them. I'm not into cookie cutter approach. I'm mm-hmm. really into starting where you're at and making small changes for long-term success emotionally and physically. Yeah. Cause it didn't happen overnight. You're not going to fix it overnight either. Exactly. It's a journey. Life's mm-hmm. a journey. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love that. So you kind of mentioned some of the supports that you had. Um, when do you think you would have made some changes if that first friend wouldn't have asked you outright? Probably not because I had been there for a number of years already and mm-hmm. I felt hopeless and mm-hmm. I didn't see any path out. You know, like I just, I think I would have just stayed stuck because I felt mm-hmm. stuck. Mm-hmm. And a lot of um, emotional eaters, they just feel stuck because the mainstream talks about diet mm-hmm. as the way out of emotional eating or stress eating or binge eating. And there's very little talk around the emotional wellness, mm-hmm. brain health aspect of it. And that's the thing that I feel like I just want to go on top of a mountain and shout like, hello, emotional eaters. Like, yeah. So I don't think so. And if the second friend didn't come along, I don't know what the journey would have been like. I mean, I, you know, I think I would have figured out some things, but I don't know if I would have had the fast projection, like really working in that container. Mm -hmm. By the end of about a year, I'd say I was feeling huge transformation. And by the end of the two years, I was like a whole new person in so many ways, emotionally, physically, spiritually. Yeah. Very good. Once those first two friends stepped in, did you open up to other people, family, anything else then too? Yeah, I started talking about it more. And Mm -hmm. also, um, people knew I was enrolled in the healers program. So that was a way in for me to talk about what was going on, you know, to talk about the course and what we were doing in the course. So it didn't have to be as much like, yeah, personal. Mm -hmm. So yeah. And people, and and over the years, like I have a newer friend and I love her and we're really close, but she just can't, she's not emotional either. Mm -hmm. She did. And she just can't understand and get it no matter how much we Mm -hmm. talk about it, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's fine. But, Mm -hmm. um, so certain people just won't be able to understand and support you Mm -hmm. and your journey. That's very true. Very true. Okay. So you, you're keeping sugar out of your diet. What else are you doing now to help keep your brain healthy? Well, 
Um, I am exercising and I love walking and hiking. So I make sure I get side, outside every day. Mm-hmm. Um, even, I live in Massachusetts. So even in the middle of the winter when it's really cold. <laughs> cold. <laughs> so, but I have, you know, I got snow pants and boots yeah. and everything. So, so, so you can so, layer up. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I feel like, um, for myself and then also research shows like, um, for, um, brain health and emotional mm-hmm. wellness, getting outside, fresh air, moving your body, getting sunlight um, is all big keys to mm-hmm. emotional wellness. And we are inside way too much in our modern world. So yeah. so I do I that. Think, Go ahead. I was going to say, I think especially since COVID hit and people were so stuck in their homes, they weren't getting outside. Have you seen an, an increase in emotional eating because of all of that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, yes. I mean, it was so stressful and, um, everybody's systems got stuck in fight or flight. Mm -hmm. And I'd say a lot of people's systems are still stuck in fight, flight Mm -hmm. and fight, flight and fight. Even Mm -hmm. though, even though things have opened up more, there's just still a lot of fear, a lot of stuff. So yes, emotional eating went up. And I, I am, I'm a single mom. I'm, separate divorce and my son was in college but then he came home from college but his dad picked him up so and he and this is at the very beginning when lockdown happened and he's like mama I'm gonna stay at papa's for three weeks because I just want to make sure if I have anything I'm not spraying it to two households so and we didn't know you know nobody knew anything that it was all kind of like what's going on so I was by myself for three weeks Mm -hmm. and I started emotionally eating because it was Like humans should not be alone for, you know, even a week minus three weeks. And so I got depressed and low emotionally and, you know, so, um, so that's the other piece of emotional wellness is that I work on is because I am, my son's off at college, you know, and I'm by myself is I make sure I get enough socialization and interaction and that involves fun. Mm-hmm. So that's the other piece of emotional wellness is we're too busy in our lives um, doing, you know, work, business things, um, cleaning the house. And maybe you find clean the house fun. I don't personally. <laughs> you know, so, no judgment if you do. But, you know, um, so I'm going to put on music, make it more fun or listen to a podcast or something. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, and just social interaction and fun for brain wellness and that's Mm -hmm. a big thing I've discovered is and I was surprised is that a lot of emotional eaters actually even when they're having fun are feeling game and chilt about it game and shame and guilt about it and um, not really able to give themselves full permission to have fun because they haven't done dealt with the inner emotional stuff that they're struggling with and so it all kind of will co-ops together and often they're doing things that somebody else picked as the fun because a lot of emotional sure. leaders are people pleasers yep. so instead of speaking their truth so okay so i'm i do exercise i make sure I, whether it's inside or outside i make sure mm-hmm. i get outside mm-hmm. um i'm off of refined sugar and artificial sweeteners and and um i eat very high plant-based um that helps um mm-hmm. And I 
and I eat as much not I'm like I'm not 100% on anything I don't think that I think like being so rigid is not good for brain health but also I eat as much a home-cooked meals as possible whether it's my cooking or somebody else's cooking um so that there's not a lot of artificial anything in it um and I do things emotionally like um I at this point, when I first started emotional eating, there was like no way or even started having my transformation. Like mm-hmm. I could not meditate for the mm-hmm. life of me. It's a newer thing I'm putting in because I've been working now for 20 plus years on my emotional wellness and my health and food wellness. I now have the capacity to start sitting with myself and doing some meditation. So, you know, um, I do tapping, the mm-hmm. chakra empowerment tapping, and the EFT tapping, which for people who don't know that, it's using your acupuncture points and you lightly tap on them. And it um, scientifically has shown to get your brain out of fight or flight and then into rest and relax. And they, and I'm trained in a special kind that's called empowerment chakra tapping. So it energetically works with your chakra energy centers and visualization and the whole thing it's a little hard to explain in a few minutes so i swap with another practitioner who does that so that like i'm working on my emotions constantly Mm -hmm. like that's sort of one of my journeys is emotional wellness and um i yeah i love dancing and singing so i'll do that either with friends or by myself you Mm -hmm. know a little everything Mm -hmm. so the list goes on and on very good so you do get that joy in there a lot so that's Awesome. Yeah, I think it's important. And I've had a new experience with anxiety, hormonal anxiety. Mm-hmm. Because I'm fifty I'm fifty-two, so I'm in the perimenopause into menopause stage. And I was waking up with anxiety in a way that I'd never experienced before. Totally different than the mind chatter anxiety. Like this was physically coursing through my body, like up my torso. Mm-hmm. And so intense. And so I'm working with a um, Chinese herbalist acupuncturist person, woman to help me. That's helped a lot. And I had, for whatever reasons, I'm not really sure why I did it. I hadn't been eating as much whole grains as I normally do. Like I drastically decreased it. And that's one of the messages. That's like one of the latest things out there. Like don't Mm -hmm. eat, you know, don't eat grains. Mm-hmm. And again, your everybody's body is different. Everybody. So you have to figure out what works for you. But I usually ate grains. And for whatever reason, I drastically decreased it. I was eating them once or twice a week as opposed to like once or twice a day. And for whatever reason, I, on a particular day, I ate whole grains three times in that day. And the next morning, my hormonal anxiety was almost totally gone. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so food really does impact our brain Mm -hmm. wellness. And so you bet since then, I, and so I, I did, I kept eating grains for a few days and then I got off of it for a couple of days because I wanted to see, and it was, that was what it was. So doing a little experiments with yourself to see. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I, um, I had gone pretty much grain free for a while and my weight plateaued. I couldn't do anything with, with weight loss. I'm like, what the heck met with a nutritionist. And we actually added, added carbs back in. And it was amazing to see that shift where I actually started losing weight again. Cause I had been depleting my, my body of those mm-hmm. particular nutrients. So 
Yeah. So and it's all effective. Everybody's different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Very good points. Very good. So are there any, uh, from all your experiences, any like one to two little tips you could give our listeners on things that they could start doing to improve their brain health? Sure. Mm-hmm. Well, this one's great for anyone, whether you're an emotional eater or not, mm-hmm. is breathing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we do not breathe enough. And so, um, you know, I mean, yes, we're constantly breathing. You, you have to be alive to breathe, yeah. <laughs> but there's this just taking a pause when you're feeling stressed or overwhelmed or you're about to emotionally eat or you're in the middle of emotional eating, but you just like realized it is to stop and take some deep belly breaths in and out longer on the out breath will help your brain get into rest and relax, mm-hmm. you know, to get out of the stress and overwhelm. And it could be as simple as five breaths and you could be anywhere. That's the other beauty of this. You can be anywhere and nobody knows you're doing it yeah. because you can do it nice and quietly. You know, if you're home alone, you can make noise on the out breath if you want. And that's going to help your brain wellness and your whole body wellness. You'll feel your muscles relax, your shoulders drop down. It is like a gift that we don't realize we have available. Yeah. It's a gift you can give yourself. (laughs) (laughs) So that's one thing. And then the other thing I would say is find somebody, whether it's a coach or a therapist or an alternative healer or somebody to support you Mm -hmm. you know it's it's if you knew how to do it you would have done it already if you're right so find somebody that's a match for you to support you and help you and it could even be a friend possibly who Mm -hmm. might you know you might be able to support each other whatever it is just get the support you need so that you can have better wellness all around, including your brain wellness. Mm-hmm. That support goes a huge way. People try to do things on their own all the time, which some people can, but it's always so much better uh, when you have somebody there on your side. I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. Very good. Um, so what are you up to these days? How are you working with clients and um, projects you're working on? So um, I have... Well, first, a great way to connect with me is I have a um, free face free Facebook group called End Emotional Eating Sisterhood. And so it's a great community of women in the End Emotional Eating Sisterhood on Facebook. And so you can hang out with me there to get to know me more and connect and mm-hmm. ask questions. And then I work with my clients one-on-one, and I also have a group program um, coming if people are listening to this live when it's launched we're at the end of 2022 and my group program is starting January 2023 so I'm really excited about that yeah. yeah and um and I just really I fall in love with each of my clients I feel so honored and blessed because they're at the point where they're ready to do the inner emotional work mm-hmm. and that takes vulnerability and that takes a willingness to step into your feelings. And so you have greater capacity with them and have deeper connection with yourself in the long run. So I just, I just love working with my clients. So 
So um, those are the things. Those are the things I'm doing and it brings me joy. And I awesome. and my secret mission, which I say it's not really a secret anymore, but <laughs> my mission under this all is I shared, like I used to be an elementary school teacher for 26 yeah. years. And I saw with the changing of foods happening and um and with technology creeping in right and and more and more and we didn't even talk about that but that's a whole, that'd be a great episode around like technology and brain wellness right yeah. so yeah. i've saw like a lot of changes in children's um capacity to pay attention their capacity to feel their feelings and now add in the layer of we had the pandemic. So talk about impacting, you know, young ones. Mm -hmm. So, and I saw it was coming in in their lunch boxes and I'm not blaming parents. Our society is not set up for having the space and wherewithal, right? There's a reason why one parent used to be home full time and one parent was working full time and our society doesn't support that anymore. So, but I know that if, the head of the household or the two people who are the head of the households are eating healthier and thinking healthier, it trickles out to the rest of the household and it trickles out wider to their friends and community too. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I, that's my, that's my underlying mission. Um, in addition to helping my client who I'm working yeah. with directly is that I know, and they say, it starts impacting the other people that live in their household in a non-stressful way that they start eating healthier and feeling better emotionally because everybody's being impacted by the change of one person. So. Mm -hmm. Little bits get, make a big difference. Yeah. Yes. Love that. Love that. Very good. Do you work with people face-to-face -face or mostly oh, uh, virtual? Great question. Yeah, I work mostly online. I have a few clients local, but my clients are um Canada and the US and we meet on Zoom. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Thanks for that. Um we've covered a lot of information today and yes, I think that technology, I think I'm going to put that on a bucket list for another episode as well. Um uh any other tips or ideas you'd like to share before we kind of wrap up here today? Well, I just want to say everybody deserves to feel good mm -hmm. and and so my motto is you deserve to eat healthy you deserve to think healthy mm -hmm. and and there's all different ways in for that so if you're feeling stuck if you're feeling hopeless if you're just not sure how or what to do know there is a way that there's so many possibilities and um make one tiny small change like I said even if it's like you're, if you commit to start doing five deep breaths when you start mm -hmm. feeling stressed just one small change is a step forward to help you I love that idea too so many people try to make all the changes at the same time and then you end up accidentally failing because it's just too overwhelming one step right. at a time is exactly perfect. Very and that's good. the and that's the whole diet mentality. It's like you're either on the diet or you're off the diet. There's no mm -hmm. in no in between, and that's not true. <laughs> mm -hmm. No, and even when you have do have a day where you feel like you've done a little bit more emotional eating, just the next day don't pick that back up again. Exactly, and you don't get back in that same routine. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, very good. Um, so you uh, shared the Facebook group, the End Emotional Eating Sisterhood. Any other ways you would like to share for people to find you or is that kind of the main way? 
That's the best main way. I'm also mm-hmm. on Instagram and it's my name, Polly Oles, and I'm also on Facebook under my name. But the, the that Facebook group, if if you are an emotional eater or stress eater, or binge eater, nighttime snacker, come join us in the End Emotional Eating Sisterhood because it's an amazing group and there's a lot there to support you. Very good. Very good. Well, thank you so much, Paula. I learned a lot today as well. Uh, thank you so much for your time and my voice lasted. Yay. Yeah, that's it. Yay. Thank you so much, Mandy. It's a right. pleasure. Thank you. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Brain Wellness, the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to subscribe, like, and share this with others to help me continue on with my mission to help people live healthier, happier lives. Go to www.brainwellnesssolutions.com to see what I'm up to and get links to all the social medias there. See you next time.